So last November, I managed to age out of the foster care system. And I say managed because there are youth who do not make it. And from my experience, this has been a system designed to restrict your ability to succeed. My story started in New York, where I was born. And I, had, I grew up having a relatively normal, you know what, nope. It was not normal at all, because I had this <laughs> very abusive father. He was abusive to everybody physically, emotionally, and mentally, and he would abuse us weekly. And one of the last words I've ever heard him say was, one, I'm going to break your head, and two, if you ever told anybody I ever abused you, I'm going to come back from the dead to haunt you. And so I, one evening I lost my parents, and so that caused me to move from Houston, Texas to Austin and live with my grandparents for a week. And because my mother was of Alaska native, I had to move up to Alaska for the funeral. And from there, I was introduced to the foster care system. Um, originally, I was spending my placements with relatives, but that did not work out. And so I, me and my younger brother, he's two years younger than I am, we had moved from home to home. And there was this one incident where this, foster, where this individual chased my brother in the neighborhood and put him in the chokehold. And the same incident happened to me a week later. So I had this argument and I ran out of anger and then I realized that he was chasing me so I was hiding behind all the cars and the bushes trying to not be seen. But it was like, it's the summer, so you know, the midnight sun. And I made a misstep and I fell and he saw that. And then he chased me and just like human instinct, it's you're, be you're being chased, you feel like prey. And luckily I did know somebody who lived down the street from where I lived. And luckily the garage door opened and was open and they were in there. So as soon as I ran inside the garage, they were there. And the, the individual was right behind me and he gave me the same glare that my father did um, before he was about to abuse me. And so that ultimately led to me, that placement did not work out. <laughs> and so eventually ended up being warehouse at North Star. North Star is a for-profit, and it's run by this national organization, and it's a behavioral health center, but it's like, the employees there need to behavioral health issues. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor there told me, oh, you're just gonna be here for two weeks, because they, I didn't have a placement, so that's why they put me in North Star. Two weeks in their time, I guess, equals two months, because I spent two months there. And the whole time, I'd, I had this therapist I saw once every two weeks, and he always told me, Mateo, I know it's in your best interest. It's to go to Ohio, it's good to go to Colorado for all these treatment centers. And I was like, whose mental illness got here in Ohio? <laughs> and the thing is, I didn't even have a clinical diagnosis. And so all the other youth there were taking like five different medications, and I was like, I'm just over here with my melatonin to go to sleep. <laughs> But eventually, my, my guardian ad litem helped me get out of North Star and into a placement, but that was, an, that was an emergency placement. And so up until that time, I was so comfortable with, with instability and finding a family that worked out for once. That was something new. And unfortunately for me, that was an emergency situation. And so after two weeks, you get thrown out and you move more. And this led to me going into, imagine this, two bedrooms with six kids, five animals in a mess. 
that's why I was, that's why I moved into. And I spent a year and a half there, my senior year, where people are planning to go to university and trying to move and try to set up their life. And I'm just having to figure out what's going to happen to me next. Am I going to be homeless? Am I going to be in a guardianship? And then, like around the summer, right after I graduated, this foster parent told me, oh, Mateo, you cannot go to university. I need you so that we could pay for my $1,500 car service bill. And I was like, and I didn't say this out loud. I just internalized this. I was like, so my only worth is your $1,500 car payment. So I called Amanda Mativier from Facing Foster Care in Alaska, and I told her my situation. And she got me out of there in, a, in an evening. And so one evening, that same evening, I had to pack up all my stuff in garbage bags because I, I never owned a suitcase until this year. <laughs> I just used garbage bags and um, boxes that you just find laying around. And so I packed up all my stuff and moved into the UAA dorms. And this was 2020, this, like literally the start of the pandemic. And so with UAA, they let me move in two to three months before everybody else. And so for once, I was just enjoying being salt, being, it was solitary confinement, but I enjoyed it because I didn't have all these people yelling at me, Mateo, you're not good enough. Mateo, you're worthless. Mateo, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's all your fault. <laughs> and I was just, being independent for once was strange. And I've been living independent for around three years, and I have experienced so, much, so many things. I got to see my biological family for the first time in five years last summer, and Three months before I aged out this year that I'm about to be talk discussing, um, my social worker, <laughs> Mark, he tried to put me into a guardianship. And so what that would mean for me is I would not be able to earn any income for myself. I'd be living on $25 a week, and any money I did earn would be null and void, and it would have to be sent to the Office of Public Advocacy. But my Judge, Gar judge Garden, she, she saved me from living that life. And so whenever it came time to age out, I just called up Amanda again, and I was like, you know what, let's make it a party. <laughs> yeah, my first birthday party happened at court. <laughs> yeah, because I, I felt like my existence up until that time, it was always, I was worthless. I, there was nothing to celebrate, but this, it was a, a turning point for me. It was, it was more than an aging out ceremony. It was celebrating everything that had worked. Um, it was everything that I had. I was honoring all the efforts I made in my past to be where I'm at now. And right now I have a 3.9 GPA and I'm... <laughs> I'm majoring in music, legal studies, and then I'm earning my paralegal certificate. <laughs> and usually, aging out, it seemed like an abomination. It's not supposed to happen. It's like a failure of the system, but then I was, I, I just turned that around because Foster, you, you just don't celebrate aging out. And I just wanted to make that occasion special because I've, put so much work into 
be becoming an individual and I finally have control over my life now.